Bigger than cakes. Give me some outsiders. Welcome to Bigger Than Capes. I'm Zach. Once again, I'm joined by Angela. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Um, this has been a long time in the making, this episode. Quite, quite literally, um, yes. And not because of us. No, no. So we're going to talk about Carmen. <laughs> yeah. Which I think finished like last september or october or something it did yeah it definitely finished yeah last year um if not a bit earlier i can't remember i'm not sure i mean i can tell you when the first issue was that probably there we go that'll probably help us on our quest Uh, the first issue was march of 2021 was it that long ago wow so yeah it will have been the september yeah um it's a good book. It's a very good book. <laughs> um, what makes it so weird is that it was already out in Spanish when the first issue came out in English. Yep. And we've now got the hardback, which is very similar to the Spanish and French and every other language is hardback that's yep. been out for like two years. So... Some while, yeah. <laughs> Here we are with Carmen. Yeah, a year, over a year after the first issue came out. which yes. And it had already been written. And oh, yeah. All it needed was the translation, and they did the translation. And then it was meant to come out in, like, February, and then didn't. It, it didn't. And and now it's finally with us. And it says first printing April, but I'll swear this came out in May. It did. There you go. <laughs> um, there are... I've got a lot to say, I think, about this one. Um, do you want to give us a little intro yeah, and then we'll take so it from there? This is Carmen by Gilliam, did we decide? I can't decide if we settled on Gilliam or like Guillaume. Or... Guillaume. Gilliam. Yeah. Um, D- double L in Spanish would be pronounced like an E-Y kind of sound. sound. So, Guillaume March? Guillaume March. Uh, Jury's out on March. We, we don't know whether it's March or March. Or, yeah. I think it might be Guillaume Mark. Let's go with Guillaume Mark. Um, if I'm wrong. Yeah. Then, you know, Spanish lessons and Spanish girlfriend have taught yeah. me nothing. Yeah, basically. You'll, um, you'll be you'll be told off by <laughs> that, yeah. Um, the colour assistant was Tony Lopez. Can pronounce that one. Uh, the translation was done by Dan Christensen. Um, and the logo, um, the Carmen logo, uh, was done by Jack du- oh, Durow. Durow, yeah, because because uh, the X will be silent and the yep. U might be. Yeah, I'd go yeah, Durow. We'll go but... with Durow. Uh, lettering for image was Chromatic Limited, and the production artist was Deanna Phelps. Indeed. There you go. Um, so Carmen is a bit of a weird one. Yeah, it, it there's a lot. The, I mean, it's it's very existential. So there is this girl, Catalina, known as Catcher, who basically slashes her wrists in the bath, um, 
and Carmen, who is a figure who basically looks a bit, you know, her body is basically black with a skeleton. Yeah. Um, she comes to collect. She she like collects souls, so she comes to collect Catcher, but instead she takes her on a little bit of a journey to learn about life um and what's been going on and have her have some realizations um which has effect then on catcher's soul ultimately there are various other things that go on as she journeys through flying about and down the streets and yeah it's very it's like about the nature of life and because catcher sort of doesn't think she has anything to live for or does she you know it's it's unclear whether she actually intended to go this far or whether it was just a cry for help, but mm. her roommate has music on um, and is completely unaware of the fact that she's in the bathroom. Um, so you don't actually know quite whether she intended it to go this far, but it has yeah. gone this far. Um, and then, you know, she sort of sees her, you know, the boy she has a crush on, which is, how did we decide we were pronouncing his name? It's either Cisco or like... Sisku, yes, Sisku, possibly. But he, who has been dating a girl called Vanessa, um, he has been her longtime crush since she was a little girl. Um, she's a bit heartbroken about that. Um, she's not really spending enough time with her parents, and all all of that. It all accumulates um, to her cutting her wrists and lying in the bath. Um, but it's interesting because when Carmen appears, she sort of just, ha- you know. Catcher is naked and she ties bandages around her wrists um, and then takes her off on this journey through um, the city and all the rest of it to, you know, come to terms with things. And it's not kind of Carmen's job, as we find out. Yeah. Uh, Carmen's just meant to collect, but um, Carmen's a bit of a maverick. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that's basically it. Feel free to elaborate on any of that. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, there is a few things that I kind of want to base level get out of the way. Mm. I was going to do a written review for this, and I I was concerned that my written review was spending a little bit too much time calling out other people on their bullshit rather than <laughs> <laughs> before even getting to the book. So the first yeah. thing that bothered me with this and you know this yeah people who listen to the podcast know this yeah is that this came out as like five or six single issues yeah for no goddamn reason no it didn't need to be singles it didn't really suit being singles because there's no chapter breaks because it's a graphic novel yeah and i think unfortunately we see too often european books that are written as a single volume graphic novel turned into a six issue run for a comic a classic american comics audience and yeah with all due respect to the medium Mm. fuck them yeah (laughs) um singles are dead the sooner we all accept it one of the great great gifts of not being able to collect a single issue for six months when diamond decided they weren't distributing in 2020 yeah is that the gift of realizing i don't need singles and yeah same neither do europe and maybe america just needs to get on board 
Yeah, because having reviewed it as singles, there were some yeah, weird page breaks. There was, they, it, it kind of was like, oh, so that's where you put the guillotine this month. Okay. Yeah, completely random page breaks, I yeah. think. And often just, ah, oh, that scene's ended enough for that to be end. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I just... I think respect the creator's work enough to, if you want to translate it, mm. translate it the way it deserves to be, not the way an American audience will read it. Because what about everybody else? What what about the trade readers? And yeah. what, what about the people who appreciate that the book exists and don't need to be drip fed it only to the end? The, and I know the whole market basically works on the... We'll sell you the singles, so then you'll buy the trade, so then you'll buy the deluxe hardback, so then you'll buy the omnibus. But, <laughs> but I can't afford that. Let's just cut out the middleman. Just give me the trade. Translate the book. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Two, I have real issues with the description in English on the back, so the, like the blurb yeah, in English. Let's have a look at the blurb. Feeling the ish, the need to refer to Carmen as a, air quotes, unconventional angel. She's the Grim Reaper. She's deaf, yeah. And can't stress this enough, the Spanish edition is in the next room <laughs> <laughs> and has no qualms with being like, uh, so Catch has just killed herself and death rocks up. Yeah, but for some reason, and I, I can't. I've gone back and forth arguing with myself on why this is. Part of me thinks there's a really sad reason behind it. Yeah, Um, and part of me thinks there is a really cynical reason. So part of me thinks the reason is just people won't read it if they know it's about death, which is just a really sad concept that people can't deal with the suicide slash poor choice of words um <laughs> grim reaper angle and the other part the the cynical part of me thinks this is legitimately because image always already have pretty deadly which is a book about a female grim reaper yeah kind of and um something i've seen in too many reviews of this book which is people who can't live in a world where there is a female Grim Reaper, where they don't mention Sandman mm. immediately. So this is me mentioning Sandman now to undercut all the Sandman mentioning <laughs> to just say, dude, get a grip. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, Sandman's fine. It's been 20 years. It's been longer. It has been longer. Let it go. Mm. It, it, it's okay. Neil Gaiman doesn't care. Vertigo don't care. No. Just, there can be other versions of death that don't invoke you to talk about the endless. Yeah. And Carmen is far more interesting than that version of death. Yes. (laughs) This is, and don't get me wrong, I like Sandman. Yeah. Sandman is a good comic. It is indeed. Um, I'm not going to argue that point. There's no point to be argued. No. But Carmen is a good comic right now. And Carmen is a comic that captures 
so many ideas about death and perception and suicide and the afterlife and the possibility yeah. for change yeah that thematically this is kind of perfect yeah so i i think all comparisons to death and sandman and whatever else don't matter i think no also and the unconventional angel thing just accept that it's about the grim reaper if, 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 it is you, the grim if, reaper if you need that and what i think this is what got me in the blurb if you need that part sugarcoating for you I don't think you're ready for a book about an, a naked girl who's just slit her wrists in the bath. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I think if you're going to struggle with the Grim Reaper, you're really you, going to struggle with what this yeah. book is about. Yeah, because it's in, in the classic European comic style... There's quite a lot of nudity. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, not going to lie. But it's not voyeuristic. I think this is another problem with sort of... American comics generally is the idea of oh if we don't show a lot that's sort of sexualized to a certain extent. We'll put you in a skin tight costume, yes, yes, yes. Pretty much. But, um, but, but nudity. But nudity, it's another level. Um, but it it is just the fact that you know, I mean, she does get a coat at one point. She does start wearing a jacket at one point. Um, yes. But still, she doesn't do it up. But it doesn't matter because that's just how she is how she's drawn she's just yeah and one of the things that bothered me in seeing other reviews for this is i i came across a review where someone talked about uh guillaume march being very good at drawing sexy women i'm like well one of them's the angel of death and the other one's a dead woman so are you sure that's the way you want to phrase that <laughs> like, you sure you don't want to think before you decide to commit that to the internet like yeah um but i agree it's not it's not voyeuristic it's it just is what it is in she died naked so yeah. now she's naked and it kind of it works as well because this is all about stripping her back in a way to you know the yeah. heart of her soul and so yeah the nudity works thematically also because she's been you know she's being stripped of her life and all that it's kind of almost metaphorical also. Yeah, it, it very much so. I think this feels like a book where every layer of it, of, of narration and storytelling, narrative, artwork has been considered. So yeah, I think that is a, probably an intentional metaphor in that. Either that or I'm giving Guillaume Barch way more credit than he does. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think there's an intention to that that works and kind of as she become there's almost a garden of eden comparison to go with there she begins to know more she gets a jacket that's true uh which yeah. is what happened in the bible i believe um they start to know more and then they got a suit jacket they got a suit jacket that was the real problem they sure had in the a, garden of eden while, yeah i'm pretty sure that's how it worked it all ends with adam and eve in suit jackets <laughs> yeah right yeah being cast down to earth to go and find some pants um i feel like I, everything i say this episode is going to annoy somebody just... <laughs> take the christian's box excellent um but yeah no it is just a very because this ended up being a weirdly personal book 
when I read it um, because I started reading it back in the March and my granddad died in the April and I had a, an issue of this to review. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't easy. Um, but in a weird way, I did have quite, I drew quite a lot of comfort from all the sort of existential ideas, life and death and all the rest of it. Um, it sounds weird to talk about a book that's about suicide as being comforting, but there we are. It it kind of was because, yeah, it's, you know, Carmen is the Grim Reaper, but, you know, she's a thoughtful Grim Reaper. Um, and it does ultimately, it's a very hopeful and uplifting book in some ways at the end. But it's not like in a cheesy American movie, you know, orchestra swelling kind of way. It's quite an understated, subtle, you know. A casual optimism. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that's also something that is a little bit lost in telling this in singles. I think mm. if this was delivered to you all in one, the message is so much stronger. And and I'm glad that is the version we have now. Um, yeah. I think that optimism is there, even though there are hints of it not being. And I think we see both sides. I think we see... You know, the complete existential dread of what happens when you die. Yeah. Matched up with, but maybe it could be okay. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because <laughs> despite being quite serious and deep on a lot of levels, it's also kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. The, that's the thing. It's not, it, it's hard to define because it doesn't play a, with convention as we traditionally understand it like oh it's about death it must be super serious and there are times when it isn't there is some absolutely ridiculousness in it and there's there's humor and there's all the rest of it and there are some really really pretty cityscapes also um <laughs> yeah I, I, we've mentioned not mentioned that no um, it's Guillaume March is really good at art. <laughs> He's very good. I I mean, I think I said this was the prettiest book of 2021. I stand by that. I'll allow it. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's interesting because it's rare you get one person writing and drawing a book that on both levels is like really high quality. But here I think he draws a really good good pretty interesting realistic but also not entirely yeah i mean you can see sort of the inspiration particularly sort of in the track there's the whole bit in the back about behind the scenes mm. and he uses actual photographs of the actual places but he does in the art imbue them with a sort of slightly otherworldly you know it's not 100 percent realistic it's completely recognizable as that place but there's a a weird twist to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think his use of perspective is like crazy all over the place and really weirdly interesting at times. I I like the bit in the bathroom where sort of Carmen walks in and catches in the bath. And like the bathroom's almost like war like the walls are almost warped. We're looking down yeah. from above. You get this like um where I can't find the panel now, but I know the panel you mean. Where's the panel? It's near the beginning. There you go. Yeah. It's kind of MC Escher-esque in yeah. being able to see like all four walls of a room, but also being within the room with Yeah. Which is, you know, 
impressive in itself to then just casually drop as a as just half a page in a comic i think that's that's part of what makes this such so impressive in the art is the single pages are like incredible and yeah it feels like the the gift of the european book is that comics come out when they're ready not to a deadline. To a deadline, or rarely to a... I mean, I guess some people have they deadlines. They have dead, yeah. But, like, look at Black Sad. It comes out when the guys want to do some Black Sad. Or yeah. things like Echo or Sky Doll, where when the team's ready, you'll get a book. Yeah, and not <laughs> and before. And they're not ready. Um, but even, like, yeah, the early paid shots of the bathroom, the, the detail is insanely good. And yeah. Every aspect is recognisable as, like, places in Spain. And, yeah. like, details like floor tiling is like, yeah, I've seen those tiles. Yes, yeah. that's... that's a thing. Um, And I think it's rewarding in the fact that things that are completely overlooked are not overlooked at all here. Every, every detail is so considered and designed that it really works. And even yep. when it is weird and perspective is odd and things like that, it still fits together in this really interesting, unique way that feels in keeping with the story being told and with the kind of emotional heft of the story being told. Yeah. I mean, there's that whole bit as well, the MC Escher-esque, bit where we see Carmen's I don't know where Carmen comes from the oh the, the we- kind of yeah the the administrative center of the grim reapers to give it yeah. a name um and that's death just head office. death head office and that is just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous and absolutely gorgeous with all the random stairs and the weird perspectives um but it just and but yet that fits with sort of the semi-realistic, recognizable bits of Spain. It doesn't sort of clash style-wise because it's just so consistently good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had some concerns. This was going to be one of those episodes where we just can't stop saying how good the book is, and that's very much the case. Yeah, that's it's... that's that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's like the blood splatter on Carmen's face that looks like freckles, or freckles that look like blood splatter, depending on how you Could want to read that. Could go either way, yeah. Um, I I just think this is really really good, and the the story of kind of Katya coming to terms with the fact that she's dead, yeah, in itself is really interesting and. I think it's something we see in other stories. It's not un I don't this is the thing, I don't think Grim Reaper interacts with Spirit is particularly, you know, unheard of. It's not a new idea. <laughs> no, it's not unknown and supernatural entity overstepping their boundaries isn't an unknown concept. Uh, ghost being unable to accept that they've died. It's pretty classic horror yep. or not even horror, just supernatural storytelling. I think, Yeah. you know, the unfinished business vibe of Casper the Friendly Ghost. Maybe. 
<laughs> one of the prime examples. Don't know where then. I was going to go with that, but um, I don't think it's anything we haven't seen in other places. But I do think it might be the perfected version <laughs> of a lot yeah. of those ideas. It just—it feels like Catch's life story is not particularly a happy one. Or particularly the life she wanted, but it's a it's a life that is relatable and a life that yeah. is human and reflecting Carmen death as you know a relatable weirdo is yeah equally strong in creating this overall concept that you can tell this kind of story and make it feel very human and genuine and down to earth whilst dealing with really big concepts like, hey, death and suicide and the hopelessness of things not going the way you expect them to. Yeah. And is there still time to change after death? And Yeah. Which then obviously opens up doors to, you know, just change in general and how people can change and can people change. Change, yeah. yeah. And we, we see those different arguments from the different Grim Reapers of the argument that people cannot change and it doesn't matter. Yeah. and Just do your job. Yeah, and Carmen refuses to do I like the fact as well that it's... I mean, it's called Carmen and it's really catch a story, but also we get they don't spend the whole of this book together there is quite a significant period where they sort of split up Mm. and it's interesting to see you know carmen has her own ongoing story yeah ongoing story and test of a faith almost because she has you know she wants you know she's for change not changing you know, changing a life, not you know, not changing her life, changing a life for the better yeah. because she thinks that the system kind of sucks a little bit and that it should be fair that people should get a second chance. And, you know, when Katya does, she's just, you know, just absolutely delighted because it sort of fortifies the fact that she was right also um, in that sometimes it can happen. Yeah, which is a really good positive message to have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, there's the whole as well as that whole sweet bit. Well, it's not sweet because it's depressing because he dies. But the chap Enrique who's going to propose to Maria, who it works at the local cafe, coffee shop, whatever. And it's the happiest day of his life, and then he gets run over by a car. Um, yeah, and but it it, it teaches Catcher something about life and love and yeah, that sort of thing. There's all these little interactions that she has that sort of skew her perspective, but even the amount of effort put into just that little bit in both art and writing is just really, really good. No, I completely agree. I think in in every interaction we see, everything lines up perfectly in both the art and the writing. And I think 
especially in that scene, I think it adds so much to Catch's character and kind of is one of the first realizations that, you know, she might be a bit dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> the point where she's like, oh dear. Uh, the realization that she can't help Enrique get out of the way of the car, the realization that he's dead now and she's not, and that's because she is. Yeah, that's, um, that's why. Yeah, it's it's not always the cheeriest book, but I think... <laughs> no. As, as we've said, it does kind of pursue this optim this ongoing optimism as the book yeah. goes on. Yeah, it, it gets better. It does get better, but it does get worse before it gets better. Yeah, which I think that's okay. I think it's it's a good message to show that things do get better, but things aren't always good. Yeah. It's very balanced. It doesn't. It's not unrelenting misery, and it's not unrelenting optimism. Mm. It, it lies in the middle, and really, that's where real life lies for a lot of the, the time. Um. So yeah, it's it's just it plays with its concepts really well, and it 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 feels very. I don't want to say experienced because that's the wrong word. It feels very whole in that it seems like Gilmarch or Gilliam March um, has, you know, this is like a labour of love for mm. him and this is a story that is important and he wants to tell and it just comes through yeah, really well. Um, and it's interesting because we read the first issue, which again doesn't make sense of was it laura and other yeah. stories which felt like the drama elements of this without the high concepts but that was pre this that wasn't was older it than this. yeah that was older than this he's yeah. had an odd career but a career that's not entirely uncommon for i think european artists where he did some of his own work or went to work for dc yeah and is now doing his own work again and Whilst I'm not knocking his DC work... His bat, well, a Batman, Catwoman and Harley Quinn, apparently, um, according to the back of this. Yes. The, the thing that sticks with me is Gotham City Sirens. Which uh, was him and Paul Dini. And I remember being very, like, everyone was into it at the time. And now looking back, it's like, yeah, I've not reread it, but mm. I often wonder, is there a reason I've not reread it? it yeah. <laughs> Is there a reason I've not thought, hey, I should uh, go back to Gotham City Sirens, that book everyone celebrated in, like, 2009? <laughs> cool. Um, Time has passed. There's a... Wow, we're, we're getting into some really odd spaces we are, in this we? podcast. I'm not going to lie. There is a tendency for celebrated books from DC with Catwoman and Harley and Ivy to be kind of... The sexiest possible portrayal of those characters. Yes. And not a very good comic. <laughs> Agreed. And, and part yeah. of my concern is, like, is the high praise for Gotham City Sirens because they all look really hot because he's a good artist and not because it's a good comic? Mm. And nothing against Paul Dini. Paul Dini can write. Yeah. And, you know, there's other 
Catwoman, Ivy, Harley books that do not go that route. Harley Quinn's original run, which I think might also be Paul Denny from like the early thousands. Could very well be. Isn't all sex appeal and is legitimately a good comic. Um, Same with like... I want to say it's Ed Brubaker who wrote Catwoman. He did do some Catwoman. With, like, Darwin Cook and... Yeah. I feel like that, yeah. that was, that was like good. I feel like he did do, yeah. So, yeah, there are exceptions, but I feel like some stuff that was definitely celebrated at the time was because people were incredibly horny for... Yeah, but well-drawn. Yeah. Um, and again, maybe Gotham City and Sirens actually holds up really well, and I've just not revisited it. No. Maybe there's a reason I'm not Maybe there's a reason, yeah. I feel like I'm going to reread Carmen a lot sooner than I'm going to reread Gotham City Sirens. Pretty much, yeah. Because I would reread. I think that's the other thing about this is it holds. It's good to reread. Like, you, now, yeah. now it is a whole piece. <laughs> now it has not been chopped into random issues. And you can read it as the creator intended as an actual graphic novel. Yes, it it's makes good a for huge a reread. Difference. Yeah, it's good for a reread. Um, but yeah, gear matches back and forth between independent European books and working for DC is fine. It's weird to me when people talk about, and I've seen this obviously on many review places, talking about how he's known for Batman and I can't help but think so many people draw Batman per year yeah that you can claim that for basically any artist you feel like many many artists have done this yeah Yeah, I feel like I don't know um I can't even think of anyone but you can probably pick an artist that's worked in American comics and go Remember the Batman? And go, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't care. And no. I think it's important. I think it would be nice to see people celebrated for being good artists, not known for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I. I think he should be known for Carmen. Yeah. The the most. Having not reread any of his Batman recently or his yeah. Gotham City, I'm just gonna say this is his best work, and I don't need to check. I know that. Yeah, that is, I would agree. Um, having looked at this a lot and having, like Dustin Nguyen, yeah. drew some DC stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just nowhere near as good as Descender, is it? No, <laughs> so, and it never is going to be. Uh, to be fair, is it like Little Gotham, where they're all like the little... Ch- yeah, it is the little chewy ones. Yeah. That's gold, but yeah. like his like Wildstorm contributions. Yeah. Who cares? Or the no authority one. or whichever yeah. book it was. It's It doesn't look like his artwork. It looks like any other artist. Well, it's, yeah. And I think that's the thing. When people are allowed to do the artwork they want to do, they do better artwork than the artwork they the do. DC Comics pays them to do. Um, <laughs> Controversial but popular <laughs> opinion. So, yeah, yeah, I... This is amazing. This is, this is a... Yeah. It just <laughs> needs to be read. Is Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if there's any other book from last year that I think is as unanimously I'm not sure that's the word I want. I mean it's the word I'm using. Like it 
recommendable. That's not even a real word. But it is now. <laughs> Who knows what I'm saying? It Unanimously is. recommendable. Um, yeah. I think this just ticks every single box you could ask for a book to tick. Unless you, I don't know, want a Hulk comic or something. In which case, yeah, fair play. <laughs> just, yeah. Go read some Hulk. Like, I can't, I can't know, help you here. We're not going to judge <laughs> you, but you um, should be reading this. I'll, I'll even make some Hulk recommendations for you. But that's... <laughs> I, I just think this, one of my kind of resounding thoughts on this has been that we need to stop looking, and this, again, this is going to annoy some people, but if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard it said by Zach before. Uh, people need to stop looking at the 80s, 90s for the best comics and start looking at Carmen. <laughs> no just just generally yeah just... i i just think we need to start and this doesn't even just go for comics i just think in general we need to start celebrating the things that happen now as being yeah. really damn good because it's just going to be sad if in 20 years people are like hey remember carmen wasn't that the best book you ever read i i think right now we need yeah. to start just going hey carmen good book real real good do read yeah um, yeah, it'd be nice if people had the conversations about how good it is now, rather than yeah, like you say, ten years down the line when people are like, oh, why did I not read this? And it's yeah, like, well, that's I, on you. You should, you should uh, read it. Read it when it's in print. Don't don't be the guy trying to get it online ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> we've um, all been there. We've all been there. We've, we've all been there. We've all been trying to get you know last year's best books when we can't. Yeah. Um. So yeah, read Carmen now. It's it's great. Yeah. It's deep philosophical in a yeah. sense. Uh whimsical in parts. I just wanted to use the word whimsical. Um good use of whimsical. Thank Can't you. Knock it. Um it basically ticks all the boxes yeah, it I does. could have asked from this. And arts and writing are just beyond belief. This is this isn't the best book from last year. Yeah. I, I just... I, I, don't get me wrong. We, we've got a long list of good books from last year. Massive. Massively long list. And I almost feel like releasing the hardback a year uh, six months after it, uh, is just to make it the best book of 2022 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the plan all going. along. For, be... for Europe, it was the best book of yeah. 2020. For... <laughs> for us, it was 2021 and possibly 2022. And, and like yeah, we've got long lists of good books from last year. Yeah, it was um, a good year. Yeah, we we've liked a lot of indie comics. We've liked a lot of comics. Non-indie books are available. Um, some of them have been pretty good, mm. but I I feel like this is the one. If if you were going to boil down twenty twenty one to books you should absolutely have, this is Carmen. Yeah, and that is Carmen. That yeah. is Carmen. English good. Um. Calm and good, English good. English good, calm and good. <laughs> Wait for translation, not good. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I love this book. Yeah. I, I don't think there's many different ways to dress no. that up. Um, this is one of my favourite books of easily the last 10 years. Going to throw that out there. 
I'm, I'm going to just go, this is one of my favorite books. Okay, let's go with yeah, that. I think, I that's, think, I'm at that I think that's probably I, more realistic. I mean, to be fair, I can't remember what I was reading 10 years ago because that's the past. Um, that is the past. That is the past. No, and I, we've got to move on. But yeah, I think this this is a modern classic. And it's like a modern classic of, I want to say almost like literature. Yes, it's pictures. But it's, yeah, it just is. It just is. I it's, think the visuals make this though. I think as a yeah. as a novel, this would be as up a novel. It, it would be yeah. <laughs> it would not be winning the prizes. But visually, awesome. Yeah, and stunning. I can only use, translation job must be good because Marta's read this in Spanish, thought it was great. We've read it in English, thought it was great. great. So it translates. It like, translates. Yeah. Um. And, you know, shout out to Dan Christensen for that because it's clearly taken bloody ages. Yes. And then again, it's taken bloody ages to just print it. Staple together. <laughs> I don't know. Um, print it and bind it. Apparently, that's more difficult than we knew. Equally, yeah. I, whilst this is, you know, Guillaume March's thing, Tony Lopez, whatever he's contributed to the colouring as colouring assistant. Yeah. Let's assume it's worked because the colouring is great. It's yeah, his assisting whatever it was <laughs> really worked. There's such a great variety of like pastel colors and kind of just. I mean, it, it is a quite pastely overall. Yeah. Um, the differences in coloring when we see like flashback scenes of Catch's memories are so almost like sepia. Sepia, yeah. With her walking through in full color. Although she is, um, you know, quite pale, being dead and all. Um, well, she's pale anyway. She's pale anyway. She's pale <laughs> even before the, you know, draining of the blood. But the colouring's great. The lettering's great. The writing is great. The arting is great. It's good. It's really good. I don't know how many, how many ways to say Carmen is good. Um, yeah, we could just get the thesaurus out and... Yeah. Just- Go for Synonyms it. Synonyms for good. Yeah. Um, also, and this is something that was lost on single issues, the intro talking about waking up from a dream. Yeah. And not really remembering that dream and kind of putting it together in your yeah. mind is incredibly significant for the plot of this book. But yeah. by the time you, I was reading it as issue six or whatever, that's gone from my head. So... Same, I yeah. think it was nice here to have it all in one package where that initial intro... Has the payoff at the end. Yes. Um, I don't know how many other ways to say Carmen's really good. Mm. <laughs> I, th- I think we've covered it, probably. Yeah, definitely. I just would recommend this book, I think... It is well worth your time. As, yes. As a comic book reader, as a non-comic book reader, as as whatever as you reader. are, as yeah. as a as a human person, you should probably check out Carmen. Yeah. If you know, obviously, you know, there is content warnings for suicide yeah. and pink hair and grim reapers and grim reapers and... death. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is some death in. It it isn't all an easy read. No, it it's not. You're not gonna go. Oh, um, you know, this is 
left me joyful because it's such a happy book. <laughs> but it will leave you joyful in a different sense. Yeah, and th- there is an optimism to it, as we've covered. Yeah. Um, Carmen in herself is a really good character. Yes, she is. And in her kind of fight against her co-workers is relatable, as is Katja. I, yeah. I don't know if I said that right, but Katja. Yeah. I think carries a certain amount of weight that is relatable and, yeah, it works. Mm. This is good comic. Very good comic. Um, just, yeah, get, get, get Carmen, everyone. Yeah, there you go. That's, if you take one thing away from this, get Carmen should be it. Yeah. Read Carmen. Read Carmen. Um, I feel like we should wrap this up yeah, before, I, before I we'll uh, just go don't forget you should be reading Carmen <laughs> before I alienate anyone I'll say anything else controversial <laughs> um, but yeah I, I think read Carmen yeah and c- consider current books as being as good as they are yes there you go don't worry about Sandman it's always going to be there <laughs> it will and hopefully so is Carmen. I think this yeah. is my concern. I think this is why I'm so hung up on these things is so many people I know and so many people, everyone who's into comics know. Yeah. Constantly hark back to what's great from the 80s and what's great from the 90s. And I I just would like something this good to always be as available as The Killing Joke. Or yeah. Dark Knight Returns, or whatever that book's called, or yeah. um, whatever. I, I I just think this deserves to be as available, yes, as whatever else, uh, as as classic comics. This this is classic comics. Yeah, it is, and it should be there for the future people to go back and discover. yeah, and you know, discuss at book clubs and talk to talk yeah. at great lengths about how this changed their lives and yeah open the doors to what comics can do because yeah that's what this is this is one of those great comics that that should last forever absolutely yeah we should still be talking about it years from now maybe we will but who's to say we will we will hopefully other people will also (laughs) never back down never give up never surrender (laughs) it's the way to live um never stop quoting galaxy Quest. quest never stop reading carmen yeah um, I'm going to leave it there yeah. before I say anything Thing else. else. Uh, we have been Angela and Zach we have. collectively bigger than capes. Yep. And we'll be back again soon, no doubt. Indeed we shall. And remember that comics are bigger, bigger than, than capes. capes. And death. <laughs>